Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Please Rewind Plus. If you are new to the group, to the channel, to the show, Please Rewind Plus is uh, its kind of filler in between main episodes of Please Rewind. Um, just uh, shorter, you know, more focused episodes where we get to talk about specific subjects. Of course, it has to have something to do with film. Uh, and uh, the idea is to bring members on from the group to, to discuss these subjects with me. Um, returning to the show on a long weekend, too, which was, I can't thank her enough for coming back. And I had so much fun talking to her last time. Christy McDermott is back on the show. And this is a, this is going to be such a fun topic um christy thank you so much on a long weekend nonetheless yeah thanks for coming back absolutely i've uh i don't think i realized how much fun i had until i uh listened back to the episode that we did and then i've been listening to the episodes that uh you and jer have been doing and i find that i i talk along with you guys even though i'm not there um adding in my two cents so uh thank you for having me back it's a really great time um member like audience engagement was like that was the 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 foundation of like that was the root of the idea for this when, when i thought of it and doing it and wanting to do a podcast and i messaged jeremy i'm like here's my idea and and it was to get people involved because no one wants to listen to fucking me and jared talk about movies like we can just and, and him and i can do that all the time on our own we don't you know so like what's <laughs> you know it's like okay what's the point of doing a podcast well how about we do this and so it's it's gone really well so far and i'm very happy with it and yeah i can't thank you enough for coming back on um and we have such a killer fucking topic this week um we're going to be doing movie soundtrack non-orchestral movie soundtracks and um I mean, Christ, it's music is such a huge part of film, obviously. You know, it's one of the five senses, but man, it's such it's so important to film. Um again, non-orchestral, both orchestra and and non-orchestra is so important to film. And there's so much to consider, right? When looking at soundtracks, like, you know, I was sort of just thinking about it's you know, how do you there's to me, I feel like there's some low-hanging fruit, you know what I mean? Like is 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 it a biopic like the doors or walk the line, right? Or uh straight into Compton like Tim that's you know what I'm saying like that's an e you right. know, that's, it's almost too easy isn't it um or is it like a fictional music artist right like that thing you do or Eddie and the cruisers you know like amazing but again it's a different a different approach and then you know is it meta right like this is spinal tap which we talked about last time or purple rain even um or is the movie just like, is it about music, right? Like uh whiplash. High fidelity. High fidelity, whiplash, a mighty wind, like this, this type of stuff. So yeah, it's it, when I was thinking about it, and you know, you gave me your list ahead of time, and 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 no offense at all, but these are pretty popular soundtracks, the ones you brought, you're bringing with you. Right. Um, and they're and they're but they're popular for a reason. They're fucking fantastic, right? It's it's people love them for for a good reason. Um so I'm thinking like, you know what, I, so I, I'm, I came at it, I tried to pick five that don't get discussed a lot. Um, I dropped one the other day, Crush Groove, which we'll be talking about. Um, that's for us older folks, My, <laughs> we do know that show, but uh, we'll get to that in a second. But, you know, what? one thing I was thinking about too, when I was sort of just thinking about this in a little more in deep, but like, there are just some directors who are just synonymous with this, isn't there? Like... John Hughes, obviously, um, absolutely. There, the, yeah, and there, and there are. And I, I was thinking about that with one of my, uh, with one of my selections, and just you know, 
how important the music is to the overall theme and tone of the movie. And you can tell when the the directors are very specific about the songs that they they put in there. Like, you know, one of mine, like, yeah, it was there because those were the popular, you know, artists of the time. But then you have like one of my other ones where it very much speaks to the tone and the theme and the feeling like it, it, it it's just so much of the foundation of the movie, it's but it's so, not a movie. It's, but it's not a movie about music. Right, right, right. It's so important uh, in storytelling and like music, like it, it, it invokes emotion. It drives, it drives story literally like it, 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 it almost it warns you of maybe something that's coming right like if it's a an upbeat track or, or a, an ominous track um it's it's such a useful tool in storytelling and, and to you know draw people in and scare the shit out of people and make people happy and because even more than film and as much as i love film nothing music is, is a, to me a much much stronger time machine than uh than film is for me personally anyways for me as well like yeah. you know august for me it, well like the whole summer i've been going to live shows because music yeah. is just such a fundamental part of who i am and how i've grown up and i've passed that along to my son mm -hmm. and you know like i've got something stupid like eight concerts this month ranging from you know kind of like classic rock you know motown to you know class well i said classic rock already to punk right like i'm kind of all over the map but that's what generates the most uh, like emotion for me like even like i was in ohio over the weekend seeing billy joel and, and stevie nicks and you know the seat sucked the whole getting down there process sucked but i would do it a thousand times over to see those artists live again because the emotion and you know just the whole atmosphere like there's just there's nothing else to compare it to well you're just you're just a lover of music i mean yeah yes. like I, I hate people that like box themselves into one genre um it, like to me those aren't lovers of music they're lovers of just that particular kind of music um like if like there is of course it's you know music is highly subjective but there's there's also a mechanics to music right a song can be written well um it can sound good it can be produced well so like the, there are reasons that make certain things ubiquitous so like if you if you love if you are a fan of music and songwriting and melody you you know you sh you should just automatically be a fan of all different types of music you should appreciate it whether it's fucking i you know bad religion or taylor swift or or metallica or you know uh um uh, justin bieber justin bieber <laughs> whoever like i argue right. like i'm a huge punk rock fan but i argue this all the time with like punk rock snobs like a good song is a good song a good melody is a good melody i don't care who writes it like I, you don't have to be their number one fan but you got to say you know geez that's a fucking pretty good song right like it shouldn't matter who's singing it or wrote it or performing it i mean unless they're like a nazi or something but uh right but if it speaks to you it yeah. speaks to you and it yeah. speaks to you on an individual level it does something for you and you know who cares i remember caring about you know what people thought especially back in high school right when mm -hmm. you know it, it, how cool you were was determined based on sure. what bands you listened to and so there were things that i wouldn't admit that i listened to you know i'm 
you know, quite proud of my musical diversity now. And I have no problems being like, yeah, I do listen to that. Are there things that I will not listen to that I cannot get into? Absolutely. But that music just doesn't speak to me. It has nothing to do with the fact that of who it is or who likes them or what it is. It's just, it. sorry, it's just, it doesn't speak to me. Yeah. And that's, you know, again, so now you have the power of that, right? Now you throw that into another thing that we love in film. And yeah, like how many times you've been watching a movie and a song comes, sometimes, you know, the, the, the you know, the, the key to like good, a good orchestrated, like a good soundtrack is you almost don't even notice it's there. You just feel it's there. Mm-hmm. With, but when it comes to non-orchestrated music, that's different, especially if it's in a movie where they're at a party or they're, you know, they're on a road trip or something that's really tangible that we can relate to. We've all done road trips. We've all been to parties. We've all done these things. And so when you're watching a film and you're really enjoying it and a song comes on and man, that just like elevates the experience so much more, doesn't it? So it absolutely does. Yeah. Yeah. So I was thinking about like certain directors that do that really well. And John Hughes, so, you know, Zach Braff does that really well. Not super Mm. crazy, not super crazy about his films. Great soundtracks. Quentin Tarantino, excellent at it. Edgar Wright, excellent. Jim Jaramouche, amazing at it. Sofia Coppola, great soundtracks. Like Danny Boyle, like there are just some directors who it's pretty, you don't have to know anything about them to know that it's pretty clear. Music is very important to them personally, right? Right, absolutely. Um, So let's get to our list. But before we do, I want to do some honorable mentions. Um, I wrote a whole whack down. So I'm just going to start naming some. Um, I, you know, speaking of Edgar Wright, Scott, Scott Pilgrim, um, great soundtrack, great, um, yeah, great Pixies tune on that, uh, and, uh, good Beck song and, uh, and the remake of the Shade song that they did. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, can't tell you, I can't tell you the name of it off the top of my head, but I know it's, I know I think about you, baby. Yeah, that's um, right. Uh, Ghost Dog Way the Samurai, amazing movie, great soundtrack. Garden State, there's your um, Zach Braff, Braff. Marie, Marie Antoinette. People don't think of that, great soundtrack. 500 Days of Summer, great Judgment Night, Purple Rain, Footloose, Rocky Four, underrated soundtrack. Um, you said High Fidelity earlier. Bodyguard, I mean, Whitney Houston, how can you go wrong? Forrest Grump, obviously. Um, School of Rock, <laughs> right? Like, <laughs> I mean, Ape, I wrote, like, I'm just rolling these down. Like, I just, you start thinking of them and like, my God, Eight Mile, Saturday Night Fever, Some Kind of Wonderful, Say Anything, Lost in Translation, Days to Confuse, Singles, Empire Records, Dirty Dancing, Train Spotting, Belly, amazing, American Graffiti, amazing. Last Action Hero has one of the best metal soundtracks of all time. And then, you know, I, what did I, I miss, yeah, I did. I also did some uh, some other uh, lists. So one of the ones that I kind of uh, kind of kicked myself for not picking was Gross Point Blank. Oh, great. It has a great soundtrack. Um, There's a moment in that film, which I really love. They play um, Under Pressure. Yep. And it's at the gymnasium, right? When they, he finally makes it to the reunion and he's staring into the eyes of that baby. He runs into the member like he's kind of having a yep. bad a bad go of it. And he just then has a good, has a great interaction with somebody. Yeah, great, great. Right. I, it, I, I remember that scene because of the music. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Like there's yeah. so many moments in that movie. Um, you know, one that really resonates with me, um, the soundtrack for The Color Purple. Mm. 
there's just there's something so powerful about kind of the gospel kind of sound within that movie um i've brought this up on um the the facebook page but hedwig and the angry inch yeah the music in that movie is fabulous um you know looking at something like friday you yeah, know, from, yeah. from a hip-hop standpoint yeah really great um I know a lot of people I, really like Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I'm not like oh, I I can't stand bluegrass, so that's 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 a tough one for me, but I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, no, great, no. you know, for me, you know, Mall Rat soundtrack, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. the clerk soundtrack, clerks two, even, you know, that's you know, Kevin Smith's one of those those yeah, artists where another one, yeah. That you know that he pays attention to his music. He he does insert, you know, very yep. specific songs at specific places. Um I did have a whole other list, but those were kind of the the top ones that kind of stuck at the top of my head. Um, yeah, Kevin Smith for sure. He's a, he's yeah, we know that he yeah, he does that really well. Actually, they just talked about his next movie. It was already uh, he got a waiver actually to start production on it because it doesn't it's not under the MFPPA thing, so it doesn't violate any strike stuff. Um, and it was already written. So his next film actually is it's about him and his buddies, and you know. Uh, takes place in 1986 and he uh it's about him and his buddy so geez jeremy and i used to do this too we'll have a good laugh about this one but you know you pay to see one movie then you just skipped all the other ones and you, you spend a day mm -hmm. watching free films yeah everyone's done that um so that's what his next movie's about so that should be kind of fun um and he needs he needs he needs a rebound here because in my opinion he's been on a a bad streak for far too long. <laughs> yeah, it, it, well, and, and he really can be hit and miss. Yeah. And even like for those people who who really do like him, like there there are definitely highlights with his career. Like I'm a big fan, but there are some of his movies I'm just not interested in. Yeah. Um, and then ones where people, you know, or it's considered a failure. You know, I do like it. That is one of my favorites, but. I think there's also some sentiment attached to it for me, yeah. so th that might be part of it. But well, he came you know, around regardless. right when he came right around right at our the perfect time for our age, right for our generation. But absolutely, um, um, we don't have time today. But you know, maybe on the next episode of with Jerry, we'll him and I have a very very nice the uh, Kevin Smith story um, about interviewing him for our old our old website years ago. It's it's a funny story actually, but I'll tell it when I have more time because it's kind of long. But uh, well, I also remember Jared and I fighting about. Uh, Kevin Smith, well, not fighting, but jokingly fighting about him back in the day as well. Yeah, so yeah, I would yeah. definitely like to hear you two do that. Oh yeah, for sure. Maybe we'll we'll do something like maybe we'll do a just a Kevin Smith episode. Huh. All right, um, all right. Let's get to our list. So we brought we brought five each to the table. Um, um, this you are my guest. You please go first with your first one. In so, any in any order you want, doesn't matter. Yeah. Okay. So, well, I'll just go based on the list that I created and I have laid out in front of me. Okay. Um, so for me, from like a real influential um, standpoint, is Pretty in Pink. Yep. I was ten when that movie came out, and you know when I went back and I'm looking at the soundtrack, I'm looking at the artists, how influential that movie slash soundtrack has had on the rest of my life and even like the music that I listen to to today like you know when you start differentiating yourself from your your parents right you grew up listening to their things and you start developing your own taste in music mm -hmm. pretty in pink was probably the foundation of you know that that evolution for me mm. 
It's um, I mean, the, yeah, like I have this LP, an original one. This is like this actually charted very well too. Like it's this is a huge record. Um, and you look at the you look at the. I mean, everyone knows if you leave by OMD. Of course, the title track "Pretty in Pink" by Psychedelic Furs is fantastic. New Order Shell Shock. I mean, come on, oh. <laughs> this is like this. This is just big time. You know, Echo and the Bunnymen, the Smiths. Like it's it's loaded. That's that loaded. There's not. You know, I, I don't know if there's a bad song on that record, but um. Pretty good record. Pretty good. Yeah, that like there are some, you know, like when I used to listen to it when I was younger, right? Like I look at it and there were some, you know, like Nick Kershaw, the wouldn't it be good? You know, yeah, yeah, it was great. Wasn't my favorite round round by uh Some not my favorite, but like this is what really um generated my love of New Order. Like, yeah, I think about it like New Order was my was my band. Like I've, I've seen them twice live, you know, it's something that I listen to regularly, you know, the Smiths again, um, really kind of that, the foundation of that kind of sound even just. And talk about like um, good, excellent, you know, I there, cause there are good soundtracks, but not, you know, you don't they didn't necessarily, sometimes it was just filler. Uh, talk about though, like, I mean, this great placement of these songs in the film, like when I hear these songs, I think of those scenes and they're, you know, used, used very well. And, but again, that's just Mr. Hughes who uh, just seems to have an innate talent in that. Um, yes. Pretty in pink. Obviously I doubt you'll find too many people that disagree with that one. Um, my first one, um, I'll just talk about the one I dropped the other day. So 1985's crush groove, which is stars, the fat boys, and then, you know, run DMC. And it's, it's really about um, deaf, Def Jam Records, the birth of Def Jam Records, um, sort of. And although apparently they got, you know, uh, they didn't do it, you know, note for note, but they got it pretty close, apparently, uh, even though everybody was in it. Um, so, I mean, like this, if you were, you know, if you're, if you're of our generation and you like rap and you like hip hop, I mean, Shaka Khan, LL Cool J, Curtis Blow, Fat Boys, Debbie Harry's in it, Sheila E, Beastie Boys, Run DMC. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I just don't know where... I know Jeremy too is a huge fan of this record. I just don't know where, you know, most people I know my age would be without without Run DMC, without LL Cool J, Fat like Beastie Boys, oh. obvious. Like I just love this soundtrack. I love that it's about, I love that the show is about music. The film story is about music. Um, I'm a big fan of Def Jam Records already. I love that that the fat boys kind of get their moment to shine and they're great at it. I still remember the the to this day, I don't see a pizza without thinking of them folding it over mm. right, in half and eating it that way. Right. Like the scene where run, run DMC is ordering more sneakers and they're, you know, saying, you know, make sure there's no laces. Like just there's just so many iconic moments in this thing. And the, they, they do live performances, too, which is fucking fantastic. So, yeah, I have this record. all at, You know, this is this is an LP I own. I love it. Well, yeah. And 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 just the the artists alone like yeah. you're right for our generation yeah we were listening to you know i think our generation was really lucky because we saw the evolution of a lot of music and really um you know bringing up hip hop and rap and you know these are some of the um this is you these know, are like sort of like I mean I I, I hesitate to the call them forerunners. Well, I hesitate to call them first wave because that's more like Grandmaster Flash and those guys, but um, definitely like the second wave, right? Yes. Like maybe maybe one point five, we'll say, but <laughs> yeah, um, but definitely, yeah, like definitely. Well, early. yeah, because you know they're not. They, it, it's not the same as 
as you know, Sugar Hill Gang or yeah, um, like you said, Grandmaster were Flash. The fir- but these were the first to right, break out. Was... These were the first superstars. Run DMC, L Cool J, like they were the first breakout stars, and then of course Beasties and stuff like right. that. But yeah, well, anyways. Even- just love even it. bringing Debbie Harry into it, you know, like she was considered one of the first rappers because of I can't name the song off the top of my yeah. head. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But that one, that one part of um, the song, and yeah, 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 yeah. and, and <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, that that's the first time they saw a real crossover with that kind of music, right? So yeah. the fact yeah. that she's even on there is kind of iconic in itself, for sure, for sure. But yeah, anyways, that's my first one, Crush Groove. So, all right, next for you. All right. I'm if for anybody who's been uh, watching the board, pump up the volume for oh, me. Man, I fucking love this movie so much. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so good. So good. And again, yeah. really influential with the music, right? Oh, I, yeah. I feel yeah. like it yeah. it really um I feel like this I feel, Yeah, I feel like pump up the volume for the music they chose because sometimes it's hard because things take time to make so you're never going to be on the cutting edge of things i feel like this came out like at the just the right time for this type of music for these bands mm, mm-hmm. even though some of the songs are, are older but like i feel like I, I i maybe i'm wrong i'm just maybe i'm misremembering it but i just feel like you know the pixies were really hitting it at this point Soundgarden, um uh Sonic uh, Youth. Con- Concrete Blonde. I mean, Concrete Sonic Youth. Blonde, yeah. Yep. I-, I really feel like these groups were hitting it then. So I feel like this movie can't like the timing of it. It, f- it feels perfect to me. Well, and it has such, it has so much to say. And again, talking about placement of songs mm. and where they are, um, you know, it, to this day, like you were talking about these songs come up and you know exactly what scene they're from. And that that's the same thing with pump up the volume. It's like, oh, you know, uh, wave of mutilation. It's at yeah. this scene, or everybody knows, and it just it, it, again the tone of the music in relation to the script and the theme, and it was just so perfect. And again, really young when it came out, so. Mm-hmm foundational for the music that i listen to today like i still listen to a lot of these bands and they're bands that my son now listens to you know he'll be 17 this month and you know the repertoire in this kid's music is amazing but it's because of movies like this that spawned my musical tastes that his have evolved the way that they have and yeah he likes a lot of things that you know i'm not even aware of but it's so interesting how one person's love of music can really drive another person's love of music. I love a couple things. I love that they play both versions of everybody knows, and they both work so well in this film. Concrete Blonde's mm-hmm. cover is amazing. And then they do Leonard Cohen's Cohen. version in the film as well, which is, which is again, moody and great. Um, but I remember like watching this movie and think, and like, I, I'm, I grew up, I'm a massive fan of the descendants. One of my favorite bands of all time. I remember thinking I, that was the first time I remember hearing the descendants anywhere else, like outside of my bedroom or, you know, or like with buddies listening to it at our house or something, right? Like never like at a mainstream thing. Like I'd never heard that any, the descendants played anywhere else. Like never, obviously, right. ne- obviously never on the radio, not, not where we live in Canada anyways, but. So that was the thing for me, like hearing, see, hearing like bad brains, uh, and even that version of wave of mutilation and, and, uh, descendants, like I was, that was cool for me. I was just like, oh, it's like, 
wow you, i was like looking around the theater like what <laughs> anybody else hear this <laughs> yeah. so that was why it was really cool for me and also i just really just really dug the film i don't know it's just i i was a christian slater guy i thought he was cool um he was cool <laughs> yeah I, 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 well i'm just i'm also like true romance is one of my favorite movies of all time so I'm, I'm just a big christian slater that has a great soundtrack too actually um that i'm just a big christian slater fan i i liked this this uh you know sort of like oppressive state in a small town like it was very footloosey like i just it was just a good i liked it anyways um great choice and uh again i don't i doubt you'll get too many disagreements on that one but i certainly love it i listen to that a lot um this one i feel i don't i don't hear people talking about it but i think once i it's it but it feels like an easy choice to me um the film cbgb from 2013 oh um and great movie um alan rickman plays billy crystal not um who is not the actor the uh the guy who owned and ran cbgb's in new york right the famous club from the 70s and and up until well the 90s eventually when it closed but um but this film is about him starting cbgb so and it's not only not only do you get some live performances but the 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 soundtrack is littered with so i mean we're talking talking heads mc5 blondie new york dolls television richard hell and voivods velvet underground wayne county dictators ramones um dead boys stooges like it's fucking like it, you know it's my shelf right you know what i mean yeah. like it's yeah at a, at a time and place so it again it feels almost too easy but at the same i just couldn't i couldn't help but mention it and i just don't ever hear people talking about it and if anything i want people just to see the movie because i just think it's it's awesome yeah yeah no all of that, you know, pulled it up real quick and then just like, absolutely. Of course, I picked up that, you know, there's a uh, MC5 kick out the jams. It's on pump up the volume. That's right. So yep. again, yep. you can see like how, you know, interwoven are, you know, uh, I think you and I are kind of coming from a very similar place musically in the types of people that we hang out with and, and kind of what speaks to us. Well, sure, but also woven through a little bit too. Also, but some some songs, some bands, some music is just ubiquitous, right? Like there's just, uh, yeah. you can't escape, like kick out the jams. <laughs> I mean, that's a big one. <laughs> um, I will say uh, um, um, it's uh, it's a little bittersweet if, you, if somebody does watch it, which I highly recommend you do because Taylor Hawkins is in it. Um, oh, he yes. plays. Um, he actually plays Iggy Pop. <laughs> he's oh, not really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not in it very long, but he's in it. So kind of, kind of bittersweet there. But, um, anyways, not only, of course, do I not only recommend the music if you're a fan of '70s uh, and '80s uh, punk, but um, just a good film. Yeah, very good. And actually, just thinking of this, I, I thought of another movie that we hadn't even brought into uh, soundtracks that we had talked about was Juno. Oh, yeah. Well, Edgar Wright. Yep. Thought no, of no, 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 no. Uh, Reitman. Jason Reitman. Yep. Sorry, not Just, Edgar Wright. Yeah. Yep. Forgot another about that great, one. Another great one, too. He, That's another director who, yeah, his, actually, all of his films, uh, Young Adult, great soundtrack. Um, uh, what's that one he did with Charlize Theron where she's having the postpartum? Um, oh, I'm not sure. Tully great soundtrack oh, okay yep great yep. soundtrack um yeah so there's another director who 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 loves music obviously yeah all right so i guess number 3 3 for me is so 
I, I went a little uh, in a different direction with this one. Little pretty mainstream, but the wedding singer. Yeah. Um. You, don't get me wrong. Like New Orders on it and Sugar Hill Gang, but like I, I found it like it's such. I think it came out in a time when, you know, it was really novel to listen to, you know, 80s music, right? You know, lots of different um, clubs were having 80s nights and it was a big deal. And just the the selection of music from it, you know, was just so great for me. Like, you know, I look at it and The Smiths, Psychedelic Furs, Elvis Costello, Billy uh, Idol, David Bowie, New Order. Again, that same kind of sound that I, I I like rappers delight they don't really play the sugar hill gang version of it it's the older lady but like i have a quote from that movie um on my wall in my office at work right like so obviously it, it, again which one it was just what quote um from rapper's delight um oh from um, rapper's delight i thought you meant from the yeah. movie oh okay no 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 yeah. from rapper's delight i actually have like a like a it's not a painting, but it's like words on a canvas. That's nice. what I have in my office is, you know, quote from a rapper's delight. I am going to get the message from Grand Flash, Grandmaster Flash as well. I just haven't gotten back to the same store. Yeah. <laughs> um, no. So like, I mean, the wedding singer, besides being just like, you know, pretty good, a fun movie to watch, right? Like it's, it's, it's harmless uh, entertainment, but just, just really fun. Um, it's, it, it's, 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 the greatest hits of the eighties, yes. uh, essentially. And you have to think this came out before Apple music. So like, you know, to, to get, you didn't just, couldn't just press a bus button and get your, the eighties greatest hits like this. This was how you got the eighties greatest hits, whether it was from um, early file sharing, which really, you know, hadn't totally exploded just, I mean, it was big, but not huge, huge yet. Um, or like prepackaged nonsense that, that industry was putting out, right? Like, you would see exactly. them advertised, you know, once a year or something. Yeah, experience the eighties, like it was like some cheese package, and you would only get ten songs or twelve songs. Like this is the this is the greatest hits of the eighties, um, and you have him, you know, Adam Sandler. Obviously, is a massive music fan. Like he's always, it's well known that he said he's always wanted to be a rock star uh, if he wasn't a, a comedian. And in some cases, he's singing the tunes. So there's you get great covers of some great eighties tunes, right? Um, and it's it's like song it's it's fucking jammed with music like it's it is it's, it's song 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 like it's almost like holy shit um now they only play like the first 10 seconds or 30 seconds of every song for the most part right but it's just to set up scenes usually or transitions in the film but yeah it's just a ton of music but if you love 80s and you just want like something to put on and you want like the greatest hits uh, this is this is but if, if, if maybe not now with apple but before apple this is what you did well, and it's an interesting cross-section too, right? Like, you know, people who were listening to the police weren't necessarily listening to New Order, right? So, I, like, if you like the 80s, I, I feel like it opened you up to, like, a variety of different styles that were present at the time. Because, like, I know, like, my mom loves the police, but she wouldn't know a New Order song if it, like, smacked her in the face, or yeah. like well, Elvis well, 80s, Costello would right. know, right? But the, the 80s was good to a lot of bands, though. That's the thing, yes. right? So that's you're right. It, it like, but I mean, like, you know, I think people might 
not know its new order, but if Blue Monday came on, most people would recognize the song. Right. Um, you know, so I think like that's what I mean by greatest hits. Like, you know, they're not digging too deep into B-sides on this album. It's like, you know what I mean? It's literally every every one of these groups, their biggest hit, whatever that happens to be. Uh, right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's very uh, palatable, right? It's 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 easy listening, um, and it's and again because we just have this fucking thing with '80s music, right? And I mean like '80s music, and I'm using quotes here in the air, air quotes, right? Like not music that was produced and released in the 1980s during that time period, right? I mean like when we think of what we think of symbolically as '80s music, right? Whether it's like you said, New Order, Police, Duran Duran, it's like well, you know what I mean, like those that type, right, of music. right, right, so, right, right. Yeah, so there is that aesthetic that we love so much in this movie. In this movie, just like no, un, like just unrelenting leans into that idea, right? No apologies is just unapologetically just an '80s fucking cliche, isn't it? Right, and it, it, it is, and the music is fun, and I think very fun, you know, yeah. And like you said, it's an easy movie. Like you don't have to think very hard. It, like it, it, it's just you know. And it's not like Adam said everything he does is good by any means. But you know, him and Drew Barrymore seem to have a pretty good thing. Oh, so they're good together, right? And and that movie, like it, you know, I was a little concerned or not concerned. I was I expected more like Van Halen because there's that one scene where you know it, he, they'll he break jokes up if you take off the shirt. Up. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love, I don't, I don't know why I always remember this scene. It always makes me laugh, but when she's singing wham to him and she gets the words wrong, <laughs> I, I don't know. I always fucking laugh at that part. I always sing it too. Like just, I'll be just be like, but her doing her version of it, I'll just be walking around somewhere and just do it. It's so funny. Um, anyways. Yeah. Great. Like I said, it's just, it's fun. It like, if you're going to the beach or you got a party, fuck, throw it on. That's, that's what you want. Right. So yeah. Great soundtrack, fun film, classic. Um, okay. This one's going to kind of maybe freak some people out a little bit and only you'd have to know me, I guess, but like, um, one of the things, so with my ex, who is a massive fan of the twilight movies. So I saw every twilight movie in the theater because of that. Um, I'm not a huge fan of the series myself, but one thing the series does well is fucking music. And I'll die on that hill. In particular, Twilight New Moon, the second one, has a fucking killer soundtrack. Um, Death Cab for Cutie, Band of Skulls, Tom York, Killers, Muse, Bon Iver, St. Vincent, Black Roll Motorcycle Club, Grizzly Bear. It's fucking loaded with... Now, it's it's a certain type of music. It's moody. It's atmospheric. It's, it's ethereal, right? Um you know, you it might put you to sleep <laughs> in some cases, right? But it's 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 a really good soundtrack, and it's used, and the songs are used really well, like we've been talking about, right? Like good place, good placement of music. It does that. This series does that really well. I hate to say it, but it's true. And and New Moon in particular just has a really killer list of bands, and it's again talk about like released at a good time. Um, these bands were were really hitting it at that time too. So um yeah again not <laughs> telling gonna say the film is any good by any stretch of the imagination but great soundtracks all all the films have great soundtracks all the twilight films which is really interesting though right like you have this movie that you know depending on um you know well yeah well because who you are and what you like well the you girl know. who wrote it though she's a, she was like a young 
YA loving person at the time. Music was a huge part, right, of her life mm-hmm. and, and stuff like that. So it makes sense, right? For sure. Yeah. No, really interesting. Yeah, really interesting. And like, I I also saw the movies with an ex. And, uh, you know, I, I don't recall like really kind of paying attention to the music. But if I were to watch them again, I will definitely pay more attention. Yeah, it's just, it's just one of those things where I'm always... You know, and maybe because I'm not enjoying the film so much, so maybe I'm looking for other things to enjoy about it or whatever. But mm-hmm. no, like, like again, New Moon in particular, like, has a has a like Black Rebel Motorcycle Club is one of my favorite bands. Um, they, they got a killer track on that song and that in that film on that on the soundtrack. Um, and I mean, yeah, it's just it's just it's just loaded with just like really 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 great music. Um, and uh, again, I, the whole every the whole series. If they if they, if I could point to one thing, it would be they would be the soundtracks for those films. But uh, and also, obviously, I'm Team Edward, but that's a whole different thing. Amazing. He's Batman. He's Batman. How the fuck can you not like him? Um, oh yeah, that's true. All right, what do you got? Number four. Number four is Pulp Fiction. Yep. Um. So it, when I was talking earlier about how like the music just it, it it really sets the mood and the tone and the overall atmosphere of a movie and i really feel like the music in this movie really did that mm-hmm. and really highlighted some like really excellent songs like you know i think you know son of a preacher man right like dusty springfield like you know that comes on at such an iconic time or um you know, let's stay together, Al Green. But then, you know, there's also a collector's version of the soundtrack. And like, you know, when you look at all of the artists that were um, featured in the movie, like, you know, the original soundtrack was what, 15, no, not even 15 songs. But, you know, you're well over like 50 songs um, for the collector's version. And, you know, you start looking at some of the other bands, like the Bill Withers, the Hollies, James Brown, Isaac Hayes, the Doors, Johnny Cash, you know, David Bowie, uh, Jefferson Airplane, Bob Dylan, like just so many iconic artists. And you know that Quentin Tarantino put each of those songs in such strategic places to really highlight, you know, what was going on in that movie. And, you know, everybody's going to remember, you know, the dancing theme or the dancing scene in the, uh, in the restaurant with John Travolta and Uma Thurman, or, you know, various different songs throughout the movie. Like they're just like, it, it really just sets the stage for the entire tone of the film. Um, this is a big film, obviously. And I mean, like iconoclast, like, you know, in the pantheon of history of filmmaking, Pulp Fiction obviously is highly regarded as one of the greatest films of all time. Um, Quentin Tarantino does appear on my list as well. We'll be talking about that in a minute. Um, but obviously not the same film. That would be weird. Um, but yeah, no, there are two moments musically that really stand out for me. For sure, the Jack Rabbit Slim scene, right? The diner mm-hmm. that you were talking about, obviously, is great. But they want us to know the music in that one, right? Because it's a dance off mm-hmm. or whatever it was. Like that's that the point of that scene almost is the music. Um, it's a Chuck Berry tune. Um, and uh, uh, what was the one you said? Son of a preacher man? No, the the cover. Urge overkill, girl. Urge overkill tune. Yeah, girl, be woman soon. So 
that I mean, I feel was that that must have been part of the marketing. I feel like that was part of the marketing, or or they made a video that was a Pulp Fiction thing. Did they? Was the was there video for that song a Pulp Fiction? There was a yeah, there yeah. was a video for that song. I don't recall that it was a video from the movie, but there yeah. was like because because that's the her, scene where where she takes him home after Jack Rabbit slims and then she overdoses. Is that not mm-hmm. the music she puts on in that scene? I believe so. I believe so. Right, and like when it, he goes to the bathroom, she puts some music on, and then that's when she goes through his coat and makes a mm-hmm. huge, huge mistake. Um, well, and then Urge Overkill was going through a big thing because is that not Jacob Dylan? That's Bob Dylan's son was the lead singer for that uh, for Urge Overkill. No, pretty sure. Well, he had his own band, the Wallflowers. Mm, okay, maybe I'm just thinking of the the wrong person. I'm checking. Hold on. Give me one sec. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking too. You're probably right. <laughs> no, he's not. Yeah, no, he's not in that in in, in, in urge overkill. It's a bunch of guys I've never heard of. So and okay, not, yeah, no. He, so I I was just I was just yeah. No, fair enough. So. Yeah, yeah. False memory. Sorry. Yeah, about no that. worries. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> but yeah, so that's so that's like I know those two songs because those two scenes, which are it's funny because it's involving the same two people and they're back to back basically. But yeah, no, there's a that that. Again, Tarantino, we're going to talk about him more in a, in a second. Um, it, obviously, he's talked about it. A bit. It's no secret. The man loves the law. He loves music. He understands how important it is to film, to filmmaking, whether it's orchestrated or not. Um, yeah, it's clearly very important. That's The Kill Bill soundtracks are fantastic as well. Yes. I, it just he's, he, he's just, he knows what he's doing when he's picking. It's very specific. He, yeah, like he's, he's no tur, auteur, right? Like he, if there's, if there's a song and a scene, it's for a very specific reason. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and, and I just love the diversity of it as well. Yeah. Right? For sure. Yeah. Well, that was the nice thing about that. Now it, we're going to flip that on its head a little bit here with my pick, but um, with a contemporary film, you can do that, right? Um, I mean, you don't have to, but it just, it's, you can do it more easily because you have a, a longer catalog of things to pick from. Whereas if you make a film in 1890, there's only so much music out. So that's like, I don't, I don't want it. I don't necessarily like it when films are too anachronistic, right? Like I don't like, uh, a movie set in the 1920s that plays music, current music. Right. right. Okay. Yeah. Like a, like a Moulin Rouge or something like I, I don't like, I, I'm not a fan of that type of filmmaking necessarily. I think it's, you walk a fine line. I don't, I think there's more misses than hits, but um, anyways, great, uh, great choice. Um, I was going to do that one last, but we'll go to it just because we're talking about Quentin. Uh, Jackie Brown. Um, oh, nice. So uh, my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie is Jackie Brown. And I fucking love this soundtrack. I'm a huge fan of 70s, 60s soul R&B Motown and um that's just that's I just listen to a ton of it. I always have. I mean, this soundtrack, Bobby Womack, The Brothers Johnson, Bill Withers, Johnny Cash, Bloodstone, Randy Crop, Delphonics, Grassroots, like it's loaded with a ton of great tunes. None of them are flashy cuz it's not that type of movie. A lot of times it's just like the characters are just listening to it in their car. Um, mm-hmm. but like, you know, so much great music and, 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 you know, this movie is kind of a love story. So it's like, you get a lot of like, a lot of like soft, gentle music and like, just like pure that, that drippy seventies soul, right? Like, uh, you know, like stuff that Bill Withers is so great at and Bobby Womack, like just that dripping wet, you know, sexy, right? Like, you well, know, yeah. 
Absolutely. You know, of course, the first thing that comes to my head is is the Commodores. And that's mostly because I'm going to see uh, Lionel Richie tomorrow night. Nice. Um, with along with Earth, Wind and Fire. So, again, oh, that 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 Motown soul sound like solid choice, like totally right up my alley as well. Very, yeah. very well done. <laughs> um, and like I said, my. I know everyone's going to say Pulp Fiction or maybe Kill Bill or, you know, you'll get some probably Inglorious Bastards votes, which I, you know, I love Inglorious Bastards. But Jackie Brown is, to me, far and away his, his best film. It's my favorite. Oh, yeah. Qu- Jackie Brown's a great movie. It's my favorite Quentin Tarantino movie and love the soundtrack. Um, All right. Your last one. My last one is The Crow. Whew, good one. Uh, right? well, <laughs> this and, is, and, this and, is and sacred ground here. Yeah. yeah well, and, yeah, it, and yeah. it's funny that you, you brought up Kevin Smith earlier about, you know, how him and his friends would sneak into movies. When I, I went to go see uh, The Crow with an old friend of mine, Craig, when it first came out. Yeah. And, you know, we went in, we saw it and we were like, oh, my God, that mm. was amazing. And then we we both went into the bathroom. And we stayed there until the next showing and we snuck in and we saw the crow again. <laughs> it was nice. so good. Yeah. We wanted to see it again. Yeah. And again, was, like yeah. looking at the bands, you know, and it, it, they were having a time then as well. Right. When you're yeah. like, you're looking at Stone Temple Pilots, Nine Inch Nails, Rage Against the Machine, Rollins Band, you know, Helmet, Pantera, Jesus and Mary Chain, like really like you can't get much better than that to <laughs> the cure like it's... when the cure played burn when i saw them a couple yeah. months ago yeah. like you know like my whole body just melted and it's just like oh my god like that's the crow like it's just well at at and that scene too i mean they like yeah. talk about talk about getting the song at the you know, the, that the part of the film that you would want a song to be in, right? Like, you know, when he's turning into the crow, right? Like mm-hmm. amazing, amazing part. Um, yeah. I, listen, the crow is one of my favorite movies of all time. I talked about this in the one chat about best, like movie going experiences. This is up there for me. I remember seeing this in the theater and the, the crowd was fucking stunned, um, completely blown away. And to me, you know, yeah, all those bands are amazing. To me, it's all about Jane Sibbery. It can't rain all the time. To me, that mm, is, yes. to me, that is cut to black, like filmmaking 101. Like if I was going to be like, how do you end a movie and cut to black and cue the music? The Crow. When it cuts to black and and says for Brandon and Jane Sibbery comes on, I, like that doesn't get any better than that for me. Um, also, I loved like for love not least. I loved all the other the bands no one had really known about, like my life with the Thrill Kill Call. Love for that. He's like groups I'd heard of them, lucky enough, and you know to see them live. And remember, they're the band playing at the at the club when they go there the one time they're playing live. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's this this soundtrack is fucking stacked. Like, there's not a bad song on it. From no, start, from start to finish, it's great. Um, like. From Nine Inch Nails covering Joy Division, like Rage, like you're right. Talk about coming out at the right time. I mean, you, you think it like just all these bands, like you said, we're, we're just hitting it. And yeah, it's it's kind of perfect, isn't it? It really is. And yeah. like I listened to that album. Well, it wasn't an album. I had taped it from somebody else who had it. Yeah. Um, and like I, you know. I swear I wore it out because I just listened to it over and over yeah. and over again because it was just 
so good. Mm-hmm. And like, again, and maybe like it hit at the, the the right time and it may not have been everybody's music for, but for those people who, you know, this music spoke to, like, it was just, it was, you're right. It was perfect. Yeah. Just like, I, you know, I go on definitely about this one, but it's, it's so great. And, you know, even city of angels, which obviously was nowhere near as good as a film, you know, again, try to tap into the same stuff and, and there's some good bands on there for sure too, but it's just, it's just, just not as good it, it was magic and it was lightning in a bottle i think and uh really really great and the fact they're remaking the crow to me is just like makes me sick to my stomach but anyways um well those are five amazing choices uh like i said i doubt you'll get anyone arguing with with the quality of those soundtracks um but in in you know in in sort of in keep in keeping with what i've been trying to do is you know trying to bring people to some ones they might not have heard um i'm gonna end with 1983's the big chill um mm. So Rascals, Smokey Robinson, Temptations, Procol Harum, Exciters, Rolling Stones, Marvin Gaye, The Band, Marvelettes, Miracles. It's fucking loaded. Um, And like, it's also like, you know, it's kind of funny. It's one of those movies that like was when it came out, people talked about it, like people were stoked about it, Um, but it hasn't carried over generationally. And I'm not, I don't know why. I mean, you look at the cast is like Tom Berenger going close, Jeff Goldblum, William Hurt, Kevin Klein, Meg Tilly. Like it's loaded. The cast is loaded. Yeah. Um, but you know, these these actors have sort of had their time in the sun and and they, you know, they haven't done anything in a while. So certainly the most current generation won't know it. But I mean, the sound, if you like soul RB and just and like rock and like just like rock, like Rolling Stones type of rock, um, like CCR's in it too, another one. Like, but certainly from the soul and RB point of view big chill is a fucking great like, you want to like oh, you got, yeah. if you got people over and you've got wine going and you're making dinner and you want music you want some music on put on the big chill i don't even think i realized how great it was but this might uh i might actually uh be looking at uh because like I, I every single one of these songs oh and one we didn't even bring up, sorry, and it's all yeah. about music, is uh, the Blues Brothers. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just, I'm looking at it, and I, I, I just saw Aretha Franklin, and I'm just yeah. like, how did we not even bring up the Blues Brothers? Like, sorry, just. No, my, it's my, fine. There's so many. No, this is what I was my, saying. Like, even when I was writing that, I just had to stop myself from writing soundtracks down for the honorable mentions, because you can go, like, you can just keep going, and then you're right. You think of one, and that leads to 10 more, and um again it just really reinforces what we've been talking about it's just like you know how important music is to film and it always has been it mm-hmm. always w- it always will be and you know like each generation is going to have their picks for sure i mean like the 90s alone like was really really tapped into that and like i remember like going to see like singles right and like just you know like it, people went just to see the hear the music like right. I don't, I know people that saw it. Don't even remember what that film was about. I barely do, um, but like we all remember the bands that were in it because grunge obviously was big at the time. Um, yeah, it's just like it's just a thing. And like I said, and what's great about Big Chill is uh, there are like it, they're the characters are aware that they're listening to good music too. There's some really great scenes where they're dancing themselves and you know at a party and stuff. Like and that's I love that part of that film so much is that like they're also music lovers and are aware that they're listening that they have good taste. <laughs> like it makes <laughs> it, yeah. I mean they don't say that, but it seems clear, right? Like it's just it's funny, but yeah. Um, so yeah, Big Chill. So just to recap. 
Um, my five is 1985's Crush Groove, 2013 CBGB, Twilight New Moon from 2009, 1983's The Big Chill, and 1997's Jackie Brown. And That's what were your amazing. five? What are your five? And my, mine, of course, I have them right here and the cat's laying on them, but Pretty in Pink <laughs> soundtrack, yep. uh, Pump Up the Volume, uh, Pulp Fiction, The Wedding Singer, and The Crow. So, what I, you know, what I like about mainstream yeah, no, no, than yours, sure. but no, no, well, that's fine. But I, you know, like it's if, if, if I'm sitting there and, you know, and I, but I purposely try to like get some ones that people hadn't heard of maybe. Right. So right. if, if I'm at a party and someone says, ah, name me, uh, you know, some great soundtracks, I'm going to say pretty in pink. I'm going to say the crow. Like, you, you know what I mean? Like, like I said, these are popular for a reason because they're really fucking good. So it's, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, oh, you only like commercial music. No, this is all really good music and they're popular soundtracks for a reason. Um, well, I couldn't even work on Thursday. I'm just like, I got to write down lists <laughs> of, of different soundtracks that I was sitting there, had a little post-it note beside me. I'd do a little bit of work and then a, another album would pop up into my head and that would go on my list. And, you know, and, and then I'm questioning my list and I'm still questioning my list because as I think of new uh, new soundtracks that are amazing, then I'm just like, oh, yeah, I got really into that one. Right. Yeah. And then, of course, there there are some soundtracks that, you know, I, I deliberately skipped over that, you know, everybody in the world probably knows and they're not horrible soundtracks, but, you know, probably overplayed like Grease. Right. Yeah. 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 You know, yeah, like yeah. Saturday Night Fever, Grease. I mean, like, like right. A, yeah. Like even, you know, Purple Rain, like, uh, mm-hmm. I'm sure Dazed and Confused, like, it's like, or fucking, um, uh, Swingers or any bullshit like that. Like, yeah, there's some big ones, right? Like, and, um, it's, but again, it's just, it, it just shows you that, again, just the impact that it has. Cause I remember, like, I fucking hate Swingers, but I remember when that movie came out, you couldn't go to a party without hearing somebody, like, some asshole who was suddenly into swing music <laughs> so, <laughs> like, you know it was dressed like those idiots and like it, it was awful but oh, uh and the zoot suits and all that uh, jazz. the hair that you know the slick and the chain wallet like it was just it's like oh god it was so annoying but <laughs> um but yeah and i mean judgment night like like these are just like these are you know all-time great footloose obviously you know like this, it's all-time great stuff but yeah they like this is you can go on and on and on and that's it's such a wonderful thing i mean that's record stores have soundtracks sections for a reason right like it's because they're, they're they're they do good business as well so and again it's this just it's just a nice uh, it's just a nice package isn't it like you get if you don't if you're not in the mood for any one particular thing right like it's i mean well, it's, a, it's, it's a, a great yeah it's also a great introduction yeah to to yeah. different artists as oh, well yeah. right yeah. because yeah. like again like as a 10 year old listening to pretty and pink yeah. You know, at 10, you know, I was probably still listening to Cindy Lauper and Madonna mm-hmm. and Corey Hart, mm-hmm. but then I I diverted from there and started listening to like the psychedelic furs and OMD and New Order, which was, you know, a pretty big jump at that time in my mind you know i Mm -hmm. i I probably thought of myself as being pretty cool um for listening to that music right but it opened up so many doors for me and and i and that's why like i i had to have it is because it was just 
so foundational to my music taste today. Like, don't get me wrong, a lot of the influence from my mom as well. But, you know, when it came to developing my own, you know, sense of music, you know, I think for a lot of younger people, soundtracks really did that. I think that's the best part to end it. Um, and I totally agree. <laughs> um, well, Christy, thank you so much. I think, I mean, we covered a lot of ground here. So um, I, what I'm going to do also is for R10, because I mean, it could, again, it could go on forever, but for R10 selections, I'm going to create a Spotify list playlist. Um, I'm going to pick a couple songs from each one and put together a, a Spotify playlist and I'll post it on the group page for sure. I think that'll be fun. Um, it's amazing. But but I get to choose them. You don't have any say. That that's uh, fine. That's fine. I'm good with that. <laughs> well, it's going to be hard, especially like you know, like like a pretty in pink, right? Like what's holy? What songs do I pick? But uh, but I'm going to put that together and I'll post that. Christy, thank you so so much. I really appreciate you coming back on the show and uh, on a long weekend too. So I can't thank absolutely you anytime. I'm more than happy to be part of this. <laughs>